Dr. Victor Matthews. How are you? And welcome to the show. Hey, man. Oh, I'm living the dream, brother. I know. People say that, but are you truly, <laughs> really? I mean, you, the, the the smile on your face is contagious, man. I just want to smile man, and I'm laugh, too. I'm doing everything I love. Man, if I was any more blessed, it would be embarrassing to talk about, honestly. Truly, yeah. And thank you. Thank you so much for coming here. You're wearing two hats tonight. And Jay did the introduction. I don't think I can do it that way. He's well. got like four or five hats on a normal right. basis. But what does yeah, that yeah, mean? So cut, tonight's cut, easy. We cut the hats down tonight just to. Do. <laughs> do you mind if we talk about you for a minute? I, I hate to put people on the spot with that, but I find this very fascinating. And um, the, so traditionally, Master Chefs, is it what I know a Master Chef to be? Yeah, so to get that, the uh, international one is 25 years. And so that was 07, and then after 10 years of holding it, it becomes emeritus forever. And so that's 35 years. That was 17 for me. So this is from the MasterChefs Federation. So well, there's a, there's several different ones. Sure. Two that I have, one's from America. That I was the American Culinary Ambassador. They sent me to foreign countries back in the early part of the, tw- of the 21st century. <laughs> um, but the other one is a World MasterChef. It's out of London. So there's two different ones that I have. But, um, yeah, it took about 25 years to get that. Where are you from? So New Orleans. You're from New Orleans. Yeah, nice. nice. Love it, love it, love it. I was sort of born in Kentucky, then raised in North Carolina in the mountains, which is where I learned to run a still, and then down to New Orleans to become a chef. <laughs> I love so that. that's where the chef thing comes from. So food was a big part of your life as many. Man. Man, I love food so much. Is that your influence? <laughs> you Is that your influence? South? Yeah, yeah. It's all South. So okay. um, whether it's the regular Southern style of love or whether it's the Cajun Creole, that's really where my heart is. I got a question for you then. Yeah. What's your favorite thing about Thanksgiving? So I do a thing called a butter poached turkey, which is like a really crazy thing that basically involves about 20 pounds of butter. And you submerge the turkey in the butter and slow cook it for hours. So it's almost like lobster texture, the turkey. Is that wow. possible? Wow, I'm trying to wrap my mind Oh, my mind's that. all around that. That's, but that's very French, right? That's got to be a French-inspired dish yeah, or what? Yeah. I well, mean, butter poaching. Well, that's how I got my wife, right? So she tells the story that the, the reason we're married is because of butter poached lobster. So when I got, t- took my turn to, to do the turkey for Thanksgiving, I was like, I'll butter poach a turkey and lock this down. <laughs> I love that. And, and I uh, love it. there it is. The story's been told <laughs> at this point. Uh, I, I like that. So your, your influence uh, comes from your family, your mom, your dad. Where does that come from? Your- yeah, my, my, my grandmother started, it, started all the trouble. Um, Rose was about... She was about four foot nine, about three fifty. So she was like a bowling ball shaped lady, and she had about fifty of those ribbons from the county fair. She was the terror of the county fair. Okay. All the other old ladies would just shake their blue hair, would just shake, and um, yeah. So she was just amazing, amazing cook, and that's where it all started. That's yeah. where it all started. Yep. Cool. So your studies brought you to where? I mean, you have this doctor as well. Yeah, yeah. This doctor so in what? It's theology. Theology. So I, you know, I don't know. I, I guess my, theology. I know it's crazy, huh? I know. My both my grandfathers were sort of like church planning pastors, and always had that as part of me. So we just kind of fused all that together somehow. We do, for instance, we do mission work around the world involving hospitality. So we'll go open up a, like a culinary school in Africa. The, the job is to train wow. local folks to get those good jobs, and so. 
We have a mission related to culinary, too. So it's all kind of mixed together. I love that. Because of Little Ridge, we've called this a kid, the culinary church. Um, church. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> that's and, your and mission as well, love, Dr. And, Victor. And that's truly what we love to preach here is unity, yeah. is uh, togetherness, and actually people just working together for the common goal, the, the common one. And, and for you, at the end of the day, it's for, it's for your Savior. Uh, Absolutely. And and I can appreciate that so much. Absolutely. Uh, pe- a, a lot of people need direction that way. And if that can be helpful, I'd encourage people to uh, look you up just for that. Absolutely. And I, I talk about that all the time. I love talking about, you know, I, you can't do all this by yourself. you got to be blessed. you got to be protected. you got to have people around you that are good. And all that requires some kind of bigger plan than I've got. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'll throw you a curveball. Uh, Dr. Victor, here it is. You, you own a distillery, though? What? Right. Now, see, that was so hard <laughs> because, you know, my yeah, family, lay it on my, us. My southern family, right? Sure. So start talking about bars and distilleries. And they're yeah. like, oh, no, no, yeah. no. Those three things don't match. Yeah. What's so next, Victor? A strip club? I mean, yeah. that. <laughs> I mean. That <laughs> so, so to be clear, so we're we're anti drunk and stupid. Okay, we're not we're not about go out there and slam a bunch of shots and crash your car. We hate that. We're about enjoying life, you know, in moderation. Everything, food, liquor, whatever it is. Yeah. Well, doctor, they do talk about turning water into wine in right. the Bible. The so fir- the first there, it's not it's not a bad thing. Okay, <laughs> alcohol and and libations right. isn't a bad thing. Right. So I tell people that Jesus' first miracle was turning the water into wine. I'm just trying to follow suit. Absolutely. That's, that's <laughs> that I I there you go. What's your favorite title? Doctor, distiller, no, chef. See, the chef, see, I, I can say this because I did the Ph.D., yeah. but it was easier than the master chef thing. i got to tell you the yeah. truth. Yeah. I mean, it's great to have. It's a beautiful thing. I'm super blessed. But that 25 years on the line, that 30 years on the line standing there, the heat and the fire and the, oh man. Well, how long is the test itself? That just taking the test is multiple days, but some of those days are long hours, aren't they? Right, right. So the ACF has one. I don't have that one. That's the, that's the ACF's one that goes on in New York. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mine is from the, the America and from the world. That's what I'm wondering. So we yeah. would 25 years of traceable history. So they had two, two master chefs had their sitting had to nominate you. Then they test your last 25 years. They get all the background, and then they elect you. And it's like a knighting ceremony. You go to London, and they go this whole thing with the ribbon. Oh, really? Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So it's not based as much on preparing one specific dish over the course of a Right. It's more because we do that all the time. So it's more like 25 years of that. Of that. Gotcha. (laughs) Chef, let me ask you a question. I'm just like a little kid that's inquisitive. That's how (laughs) I – I mean, truly, I love to ask questions. But um, so Joan Brewster, dear friend of the show, she's uh, the executive director for the uh, MasterChef's Federation for the the U.S. And is the traditional chef portraying what – that looks like in the kitchen today. The folks that are working in the kitchens today, the chefs, the tattoos, uh, right. the women, uh, diversity, culture, does that type of organization dictate what we're seeing today in the kitchen? And if not, right. is it going that way? Right. That's a really insightful question. And first of all, shout out to John. I know her, I've known her for 20 years. Well, you were um, an ACF chef of the year. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. congratulations on so, that. I was involved with that. And, and it's true that back in the beginning, that was sort of a problem where it came to diversity, women, et cetera. They've been, you know, everything's been changing. 
And the chef world has been opening up stronger and stronger. Some people that are very famous have been leading the way. Somebody like Gordon Ramsay, for instance. Sure. His, his main chef at his three Michelin star restaurant in London is, is female. So she's an Irish. Uh, she's amazing, right? So this has been changing. Thank God. We need the diversity. Yeah. We need the new ideas. We need all those chefs. So, yeah, it has been an evolution, though, since the 80s. And when I was first coming up in the 80s, I was told I could never be a great chef because I wasn't French. So Americans, you know, Thomas Keller came along and solved that problem. Yeah. So then we've got Americans on the map now, and then we start having everyone else come up because we've got to have that diversity. That's what chefs are about, having fun and creating new things. Yeah. To do that, you've got to have those different people. You've yeah. got to have those different ideas. Kitchen culture, it's a very interesting thing, but I'm not so sure it's the tall white hat anymore. Um, it's more of a bandana now. It's more of the captain of the pirate ship a little bit. Sure. Now. You complimented sure. <laughs> on biker Jim Pittenger, who just got back from the James Beard house cooking his apron. Yeah. And I think more and more these days, uh, the chef, it's just very hard work. It's the chief. It's the Well, it's, it's the really so much of the, cul- the culinary world has changed so much. I mean, since the days of, like, the Julia Childs right. and the Paul Perdones. And I like um, to see it change. Yeah. Justin Brunson here with us. I mean, <laughs> serious meat. You're giving me my Christmas goose. It's always so nice to see him. <laughs> okay, Chef, we're going to break off, and then we're going to talk food. We're going to our segment. Yeah. We call it In the Kitchen. So we've got a culinary school, Paragon, and I've got yeah. two of my graduates here. One of my, um, you know, matri- you know, basically the guys that have really helped come up over the years and really backed me up, my right-hand, left-hand man. We're going to put together a beautiful little holiday hors d'oeuvre for you. What's one thing before we break off that you would like people to know about you and what you're doing right now? Well, for me at this point in my life, I mean, 37, 38 years in, it's all about giving back. It's training other people. It's the next generation. It's fostering, like you said, building bridges between cultures, between people, bringing in all kinds of new people, new talent, training them, and about getting the message out, helping others, whether it's the missionary work across the world or training people right here to get great jobs. It's all about giving back and helping people. What better way to do that with, than with food? Amen. It's like the, the tables, the whole getting together around the table. Yep. God bless you. We're going to come back. Here's one thing I like to do because you know these gents better than we will ever. All right. Um, give us a good intro to what we're about to see in this next segment. Absolutely. So we're going to have a fall-style hors d'oeuvre. So this is a pumpkin polenta uh, crustini. It's got a little smoked duck and stuff. We're going to talk to Nate and Bobby. So Nathaniel Timms and Bobby Jackson are two of my big guys. Bobby's basically my right-hand man. He's everywhere I'm not. If I'm at the school, he teaches at the school. He works at the distillery. He even works the coffee shop in the church with me. He's everywhere. So he's my, like, my doppelganger guy. And uh, he, they're going to they're gonna show you what they did. But it was all about the season. We wanted to match the whole holiday season. And the cocktail later on in the show matches that. So it all goes together for one big party. And you have a team here with you tonight. Can yeah. you spend 30 seconds talking about what people can of see course, coming up here? Of course. So that's a TV show. So I was so honored when they approached me. But Fast TV Network approached me and said, hey, will you do a show called Moonshine Highway? And go around and visit all those guys, like those distillers and all those little communities. The first episode we did the we did Manitou Springs, we did the coffin races, we talked about Black Bear Distillery. Now we're going out, we're going to visit everybody else, and having a you know big part in the in the state organization, the guild for the distillers. I'm basically visiting my friends. This is going to be a blast. We're going to, it's not just about moonshine; it's all craft, handmade, artisan spirits. What do you guys call it? Is, is it hyper? Hyper local. That's, yep. what, that's what we're doing, hyper local. That, that's very cool. And this teeny little uh, hyper local broadcast here, the Modern Eater, might make an appearance. 
Oh, yeah. In one of these episodes. I have a feeling. They need to stay tuned. I, I think, think that's cool. All right, you stand by because Dr. Victor Matthews is here Love in the guys. house, Thank man. You, Thank you, Doc. So cool. uh, no, yeah, you stick around. We're yeah. going to take a break. We're going to come right back. This is a great broadcast. We have a nice uh, group of folks here tonight. <laughs> we can do it all night long. We can do it. I can eat, <laughs> drink, have fun. Good times, friends, family. This is the family we want to hang out on with uh, for things. It really is. Right? This is my functional family. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, no ties there. Uh, back to it. And uh, Dr. Victor Matthews, thanks for coming hey, back right hey, here. Hey, Paragon hey. right now, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Paragon Culinary School. And here's the guys right here. And we got Nate Timms and Bobby Jackson. Bobby, welcome to the show. Hi there. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Nate. Good thank to see you. you guys. All right. Uh, let's Come on. Let's go, Victor. We got to uh, really show, first of all, 30 seconds on the cooking school. Okay. So Paragon is a small, elite, private school. Do everything hands-on, takes a couple years. The goal is to train people for real, like real world. We put real pressure on them. They have a 24-hour practical at the end. They have just crazy training. And so they get out there in the world, and they have a much higher chance of success. Okay, what are we training for? Is this novices, or are these folks that want to get into a kitchen? Yeah, they want to do everything. Most of them want to own their own place or be master chefs one day. They have big dreams like these guys. Nice. So we're training everything. We're not just training hotline. We're training pastry. We're training service, wine, bar, everything. Is this accredited? Yes, yeah, so we're accredited by the VA, a lot of, lot of vets involved, and, and the state and all kinds of other organizations, not federal, because they wanted us to be like core curriculum style, kind of like a community college, and we're the opposite of that. We only do one thing. We just do it really, really well. Gotcha. Where are you located, though? So we're down, in, we're down in Colorado Springs. Our offices are off Garden of the Gods. Our main place that we're working out of is Briarhurst Manor. It's a beautiful facility. That's a 140-year-old sort of like American castle yeah. that's in Manitou Springs. Yeah. Then we've got the distillery. So we do distillery classes with only culinary school in America with distillery wow. training. And we have a big following in Colorado Springs. So please uh, take a listen to this. But these gents right here. So what capacity? You guys work for the culinary school? So uh, uh, I do a little bit of everything. I know he mentioned I'm kind of his right hand. So I run the distillery. I'm the senior instructor at the school. Um, I deal with people like him all the time. Bobby, you're the guy who answers <laughs> his phone all the time is what it is. And you probably Sometimes. live close to the school. I, I'm three minutes away from the <laughs> That's school. That's terrible, yeah. man. you got to change that. Uh, I would rather be three <laughs> minutes away from the distillery and 15 minutes away from the school. But I'm working on switching that. Nate, what's up? It looks like you're loving what you're doing. So we got pumpkin polenta rounds, we got smoked duck, we got a pumpkin spice tzatziki sauce, a little bit of cranberry, goat cheese with some cinnamon, and then top with some basil garnish. Oh, my goodness. Very, very holiday, very seasonal. Greg, let me jump in and ask Nate, what, according to the school, what made you want to go? What, what made you want to tie in with these guys? All right, so being a vet, prior military, the kitchen world, it goes hand in hand. They are, like, identical. You know what I mean? You got people shooting at you in the army, and then you got chefs throwing frying pans at you <laughs> in the kitchen. You know what I'm saying? Very similar. And people that want their time. food are pretty demanding. Yeah, yeah, well. yeah. You know what I mean? High stress environment. It's it's a lot of fun though. It's I don't know. Everything I love it. To be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love serving people too. I love that the whole service aspect and making people happy with food. He did extremely well too. He's valedictorian. So graduating school first in his class and all that. Wow, congratulations. Yeah. Do you mind if I make that vet tie-in real quick? Because I think it's very important to uh, folks that are, are coming home from serving this uh, great country that have done so well, to have those types of things that they can fall, uh, 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 fall back on as, as uh, a part of a skill that is just f- completely 
opposite of what they were trained to do. I think that's very valuable to be able to offer. So what we've found, or what I've found anyway, is vets that come into the school that have had some issues coming home and have have trouble. Yeah, integrating back into society, sure. They, they find the stress level convenient because it's similar, mm-hmm. but they have an outlet to put something out there and make people happy. Um, like Nate, uh, he did extremely well in school. He, he finished our teaching post-grad program before he graduated. Wow. So he helps teach as well. Um, and most of our vet students are like that. They just go. Yeah. Well, it sort of chokes you up. I got to believe that because, yeah. I mean, what you're giving back is I, w- when you were going down that road of someone who is in, for these guys that are in combat and these guys who are serving in our military, because it's not, it's not like it used to be. No. You're, if you go into the military, you will see some active duty most likely. Yeah. And and the reality is, is to come out of that stress and to, to deal with that. Where do you channel that stuff? And I, I loved how you said that, Bobby. Yep. And Two minutes. it was actually put to me like that by a student. I have a way to put it out there and not hold it in. Can I give a good crossover? It's interesting because I, the folks that serve in our military, it's just that. It's a sense of servitude, serving for the country. I see the same thing in culinary. It's a, it's a sense of servitude that where you want to make people happy. You want to take care of people. You want to be that person. The jump across from military to culinary is really not that far. And I love that. And for you guys to do that and to harness a place to go, a soft landing, wow. I mean, kudos to you guys. The, the exact job might be different, but the skill sets are very similar. Yeah, the mindset. You know, how, how, how you work under pressure and having the focus for your talents and all those type of things. But, so the vets do very well at the school. It, it's, it's always been like that, by the way. Escoffier was a vet. It's always been like that. I didn't know that. The original setup of the kitchen is done like the brigade system, so it's set up just like that. Ah, so, yeah. man, we got to do a long form. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're coming back sure. towards the end yeah. of the show, so stay tuned. Totally, but we're going in a different hat with Black Bear Distillery. They're, you're going to come up in the uh, last segment here of the show. You guys are great. Uh, I'd love for you guys to come in the kitchen. We'll get some vets. We'll do some demo stuff. This will be fun. Greg, can you tell great. us real quick, what is on that, Nate? So this is the pumpkin polenta yeah. round with the pumpkin spice, tzatziki sauce, you, smoked sir. duck. So kind of like a sandwich meat in a sense, but sliced super thin, right? And then we got the um, cranberry cinnamon goat cheese and basil on top. 20 seconds. How can folks get a hold of you? Oh, and we're all over the Internet. So Black Bear Distillery is a .com and Facebook. Paragon Culinary School is a .com and Facebook. I'm everywhere. Chef Victor Matthews pop up all over the world. Yeah, it's easy to find us. Easy to find us. The, the, whole, the whole TV show. Easy to find us on uh, moonshinehighway.com, all that stuff as well. We're going to do more. Okay, coming up next hour. we got a great next hour for you, but it's going to be a little heavy on uh, booze and uh, beer. <laughs> so stick around for that. We'll see you in the next hour. That's not hour. bad. That's not bad. <laughs> Here's your booze news. Yeah, all ready for it. Booze in the news. All the booze news you can use right here on the Modern Eater <laughs> Show. He makes a return visit. Man, I can't help but smile and laugh when this gentleman is in front of me. And Dr. Victor Matthews, welcome back to the show. I know. <laughs> Different hat on, man. Come on, I'm a working yep. man. Switch you don't need, don't be saluting. <laughs> All right. Black Bear Distillery. Man, we're getting down right now. That's your hat right now. So, what are we doing right now? Well, so the theory was holidays, and we, we had that crustini earlier, kind of like Thanksgiving in one bite kind of a deal. So we said, we got to make a cocktail. 
Now, here's the secret. Everything we do is in-house. We're making everything ourselves. Really? So the first thing, besides the liquor itself, obviously we make that. It's a distillery, right? That's our bourbon. It's an Irish-style bourbon. It's two years of age. It's got Irish style, which means it's got some raw barley in it as well as having some sherry finish. Sexy, sexy bourbon. You would love that. Your label is sexy, doctor. Your label. Look at that label. I love it, but will I? So let me get a little taster of the... uh, yeah, this is the stuff right here. The, the so pure? we wanted to. This is this is our flagship. We've got three products. We've got the 1889 uh, rye vodka. We've got the the rum, which has a cachaza type concept behind it because it's got fresh squeezed cane juice. But that's the bourbon. This is a 130 year old recipe. So my family's been distilling 130 years. We've been legal for five, so it's cool. Okay. So then, uh, and there's no cousins involved in that. <laughs> so it's all cool. and, and even if there were, I don't know their names. <laughs> this is homemade pumpkin mead, homemade. Okay. And then this is our, this is the sort of autumn spice bitters, homemade bitters, homemade mead, which kind of takes the place of muddling. Your, your fruits and stuff. Well, doctor, tell people what a meat is because I don't know all that our listeners know what a meat is. Okay. So this, so you can have them two ways. People make them more like a beer and more like a wine, but it's honey-based. So we don't know what the very first alcoholic beverage ever was, but it's probably meat. It probably is. Because it's honey, and honey doesn't ever go bad. So somebody probably had some honey sitting over there, rained on it, natural yeast got on it, fermented, something like that way back, you know, way back at the beginning. So, if I'm to guess, this is a holiday old-fashioned. Right, right, right. So we take the holiday spices like you would for a pumpkin pie. We made a pumpkin mead. We've got the autumn spice bitters that we made. But I got you, you guys got to try this. What is that? So this is 150 proof pumpkin. It looks pump, terrifying. Pumpkin. It's pumpkin. <laughs> I mean, do we get to drink it out of the bottle? So, <laughs> we're gonna get a little, so check, check this out. Oh, it looks like so, baby ooh, food. Ooh, look at that. Oh, Can you imagine? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> clear that spoon for gosh sakes. So Come on. I, I don't mind using it again. It's good. I mean, you know, clear, out of your mouth there. I'll clear two spoons of that. So, imagine... Imagine you take a pumpkin, right? You slice it, you you rub it down with with butter and, and brown sugar. You bake it off really low and slow. It's like you're doing roasted pumpkin wow. for a soup or something. Then yeah, don't forget about it. me over here. <laughs> you puree it with our high test coming off the still triple distilled high test, so 160 proof, and you got 150 proof pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> Get you Did right, man. That look in my eyes. That's like I'm you. the little Christmas demon. So you, <laughs> I like that. So you can use that on your family if you want to make a mm. pumpkin pie. Of that'll be 150 proof pumpkin pie. Wow! Right? Oh. But that was what we used as the base to make the bitters. All right, put this so, together. So here we go. I got to see what oh happens. my gosh, folks! If I wish you Full were here, values. I wish we had taste vision tonight because uh, taste vision, taste vision. That was good stuff. Just there, I gotta tell you. I got to see how he mixes this in. So bitters, he's got this concoction. Second ingredient, bitters. And then right. here's the here's the. Well, they got the, the bourbon. Uh-huh. bourbon. Mm. That's second. Okay. And then we've got these really sexy maraschino cherries here. Take some of that syrup. Oh my <laughs> God! Get out of here. Does this? You know, Greg might need a girlfriend. Does this come with a girlfriend tonight, or because <laughs> well, I'll tell you that tonight. looks good. It doesn't come with one, but really, <laughs> Brian, really. Hey, yeah. I mean, you got to call that out. Yes, I do. I can Is answer it, that question. Anybody around? Wanna... It doesn't come with a girlfriend, but it does. Fifteen minutes after you start it, 
<laughs> you'll, you'll get a girlfriend immediately thereafter. I just want a wife. That's all I want. Man. <laughs> all right, so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to mix that for you. Here's you got to have a shaker that's Oh, really? Style. You're going to mix I, that? That's a mason jar shaker. I like that. And this is just so you guys can have it mixed. What's wrong with you? And that's so, not from the country, a mason jar shaker. Oh, right. <laughs> my God. Here you go, Greg. Oh, well, yeah. thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. The most polite you've ever been. <laughs> There you go. Must be the holidays. <laughs> Enjoy. That's actually very Pump, pumpkin blue. spice, I'm, old fashioned. And the pumpkin is very. Maybe it's because I had a spoonful of the baby food portion of that, but it's very mild. You know, we should market that as a baby. That'll put your baby to sleep. <laughs> no sleep time. all the way through. No. You'll be sleeping like a baby. <laughs> I love it. All right, let's hear it. Bring it up. Come on. We're ending this show here. Yes. This is good stuff. What an audience. What a great show tonight. I loved every second of it. Uh, Black so Bear, much. how do we get a hold of you? BlackBearDistillery.com or on Facebook. We're everywhere. That's it. That also connects you to Moonshine Highway, our TV show. We're having a blast on that. And that all connects back to Paragon Culinary School. Anybody who needs to learn how to really cook, we got you. We love these guys. All right, cool. <laughs> That's fun. All right, 40 seconds left in the show. We have to thank everybody. We really and, do. Uh, just down from John Irvin Gluten-Free Things. Thank you so much. Marvin Williams of Brucey's Fire and Vine. We'll go down the list. Justin Brunson, River Bear American Meats, Jim Pittenger, Biker Jim, Zach Johnson, the Spice Guy, uh, Dr. Victor Matthews, uh, thank Woo-hoo! you so much with your team. Bobby Jackson, Nate Tams, Paragon Culinary School, Black Bear Distillery. These are all great guys. Get out of the way, Dave. John Irvin, Marvin Williams, the Brucey's Fire and Wine, John Hinman, Hinman's Bakery, Get your Manuel Baca, and uh, Coal Mine Ale Brewing, Victor Matthews, Black Bear Distillery. We said you twice. Thank you so much. Our team right here at the Modern Eater Show. We'll see you next week. Thank you, guys. Woo! Woo!